0: Welcome to season one of Stuck in the Mud, the podcast. My name's John Proctor and I'm going to be opening up my new book, Stuck in the Mud, Stories of Hope for When You're Stuck. If you're interested in buying the book, it is on general release, which means you can either order it from Amazon, um, but maybe you want to get it from your favourite bookshop's website, which would be great, wouldn't it? It's also available on all the platforms digitally as well. During the series, I'm focusing on the first six chapters, which might sound like I'm... I don't know, teasing content a bit, but when you read the book, I hope you'll understand why. And talking about reading the book, I won't be spoiling any of the stories for you. Um, I won't be reading them in this podcast. Instead, we're going to be jumping further into each chapter to get to the heart of things. In the first episode, I'm reading from chapter one. But before we get into that, let's open up the topic a bit and ask a couple of questions. Why do we get stuck? What is it that makes you feel stuck? For me, there's always a number of things going on. I might be overtired or have a sniffy nose. have one too many things on my to-do list and those things might not be causing me any problems at all until one extra small problem lands on my plate. That's the old saying, it's the straw that broke the camel's back and it's just so true, isn't it? The issue is that I know how to pack I know how to increase my load, but I wouldn't have the first clue about how to fix a broken back. And in the same way, uh, it can feel impossible to untangle ways we get ourselves wrapped up in issues. There's money that causes us problems and relationships that fall apart and issues from the past that come back to bite us. And that's even before we've really identified what the problem is. In chapter one of the book, I talk about identity. This is a great place to start. Let me begin by encouraging you that if you can get the right view of yourself, the right understanding of who you are, the right perspective that God has of you, then you'll be able to navigate pretty much anything else that the world can throw at you. So let's start from the top. You are God's great treasure. And I'm going to be jumping right into the middle of the first chapter where I unpack a passage from Luke. In Luke 15, we find Jesus talking about lost things. He tells us three stories that link together. I'm sure you know the stories well, but if you're not familiar with them, Jesus is sat teaching people who are in desperate need of him. He's also surrounded by people in authority who are not keen on what he stands for. The first story, the parable of the lost sheep, ends really helpfully with Jesus revealing the point that there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and have strayed away. Here's how all three stories unpack. There's a shepherd, a woman and a father. The shepherd loses his sheep, the woman loses a coin and the father loses a son. Another way to look at it would be uh, like this. There's a sheep, a coin and a son, each one relentlessly pursued by someone who values them. However you prefer to read it, there are three specific scenarios that tell us something about lost things and something equally important about the shepherd, woman and father in the parable playing the role of the finder. In all three stories, the worth is attributed to the lost thing, but the onus is on the finder to reveal the real meaning of the situation. Of course, the sheep and the coin weren't exactly able to express anything for themselves, but in the parable of the lost son, we find a boy who can. Even so, his greatest accomplishment in the story is only that he goes home, having got lost in the first place. He is not remembered for any meaningful achievement or virtuous behaviour, but merely the act of returning to his father. Reading these stories, I identify strongly with the boy, but it's the father whose unquestioning grace inspires me, the shepherd whose bold move excites me, the woman whose tenacity challenges me. I identify with the son but I want to be bold like the shepherd, tenacious like the woman, and full of grace like the father. These three stories that Jesus tells are very specific, but the themes aren't extraordinary in terms of the scriptural narrative. He wrestles, he whispers, he crashes through the heavens, he woos, he sings, his grace is freely given. When it comes to thinking about aspects of existence that God clearly enjoys, more than anything, I think the answer would be the hunt. The context of the hunt is something I want to be absolutely clear about. The delight that God expresses in drawing close to us is not linked to how stuck or broken we are. God delights in us and in his presence, we're restored. Okay, That's why I'm going to leave that chapter for now, but this is exactly the point. We could get stuck for any number of reasons, but God doesn't rescue us because we're stuck. He lovingly restores us because we're his beloved children. And if you've not heard or understood that before, let me finish this first little episode by saying it again. God hunts for you and he longs to restore you to the point of perfection. But he doesn't do that because you're bust up or broken or rubbish. No, you're his child, his very precious treasure. And he longs for you to know him the way that he knows you. Thanks so much for listening. Stuck in the Mud is available now. And I really hope you connect with me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at John Proctor Author. I really hope to see you soon.